Welcome to the Beanholes Podcast. My name is Eric. This week, pretty weird, pretty weird situation we got here. It's not even really of a situation. Um, if you can hear this obnoxious air conditioner behind me, it is brutally hot out. Uh, when I came into the, the bean cave, if you will, my, uh, the office where we record the Beanholes, it just, it, it was one of those things where right when I opened the door, I closed it. Like, there could have been a monster in here, and as long as it was a decent temperature, I probably would have still walked in. Um, so I threw the air conditioner on, went and did some things, came back, and here I am. Um, this week, Nate, both Nate and I are kind of sick, and um, I at least sound, I feel like shit. Like, my just my body just doesn't want to, like, holding the microphone right now feels like a chore. Um, not totally, not... I'm checking my privilege, okay? Trust me. There's worse things, <laughs> you know, that could be going on. Um, Nate, on the other hand, uh, physically and his his voice just, it sounds like grating sandpaper. Um, and I might find it funny to, if we recorded and if I forced him to do an episode, but it just would not be pleasing to the ears. It would not be pleasing to the ear pussies. So, um, this is kind of a selfish thing, but just to keep the numbering, this is kind of a special preview, if you will, of a part of the podcast. Now, first off, I want to, I wanted to keep the numbering of our episodes good because the 20, the 28th is our hundredth episode and it falls so perfectly right before the month of October, which is when we usually have a whole month of horror and Halloween type um, things to talk about. So if we had skipped a week, then the hundredth episode would have fallen in the first, you know, episode of October and then it was just like oh everything fits so perfectly so um so this may be selfish but I talked it over with Nate and um so this is going to be a a, a quick but solo episode giving uh my predictions and opinions on the upcoming NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2 show and the SummerSlam that air both Saturday and Sunday respectively this weekend so um when I said preview, I kind of meant that hopefully down the road, I would eventually like to keep the predictions podcast as a beanholes extra or make it its own section where once a month it kind of comes out right before a pay-per-view comes out and I can have a revolving door of, of friends who like wrestling and, and other people to come on and give their predictions. Um, and even Nate, who will he, he'll watch wrestling, but he doesn't tr- like really follow the storylines um, a lot because he'll watch like literally. Well, he'll probably watch the pay per views once a month. So, um, so this so this week's episode is going to count as a Beanholes episode for the sake of keeping the numbering, um, and and that's it. It's it's very selfish, and I understand, but it was a Beanholes decision. Um, and we just thought also if, if I was going to start a, a monthly section of the podcast devoted specifically for wrestling, then it would be a nice preview to have it up there as a regular episode so that people could see it. And then if you want to continue, you'll know that it's coming in, in uh, under a different name. So um, so this week's episode, of course, as always, is brought to you by Audible. If you go to audibletrial.com slash beanholes, 
you get a free 30-day trial of the Audible service. If you don't like the service, like, guess what? You don't have to pay anything. You cancel any time within the 30 days. You get to keep a free audiobook of your choosing, and there are a ton of wrestling books on there. We've recommended Daniel Bryan's uh, Yes book. Uh, Hulk Hogan's book is on there, I think, with narration from the Hulkster. Um, and also... Uh, I think Jesse Ventura's Batista. So if you're into wrestling, check out one of the books. This episode of the podcast is dedicated to the Sala Monster. He hosts Sala Monster Sounds Off. Every Sunday, a new episode comes out. He's our Podbean brother. He's honestly one of the people that turned me on to Podbean and realized that it was a pretty decent hosting site. Pretty decent. It's a very good hosting site, except for the statistics. Uh, we love Podbean. Sala Monster likes Podbean. Um, and so every Sunday, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, Tune in radio and the solomonster.com. Uh, he it's a it's a wrestling podcast. It's it's him, you know, solo is right in the name, Solo Monster, but you don't call him the solo monster. Don't. Um, so Solo Monster sounds off. Probably the only wrestling podcast I really love. And and so me being here alone doing these predictions are in honor of the Sala Monster. So I'm just going to give him a nice big shout out that he might not even know exists out there in the world. So anyway, let's get on to the show. The Bean Holes, it's Eric and Nate. The Bean Holes, they're really pretty great. So shut up and listen to them talk. Eric and Nate. Welcome to the Bean Holes podcast. I'm Eric. That was the first time I ever uh, recorded the intro before the episode uh, in sequence. Usually, me and Nate will record Tuesday mornings, and then I'll record the intro Wednesday, Thursday. Um, so, after a string of interruptions, uh, five minutes down the tube talking. But anyway, um, so if you're not a wrestling fan, I am not going to just throw you information. I, I'm going to try to make this in the middle of, you know... Uh, just in my explanation, I'm not going to go full into detail about stuff, but I'll at least explain things for somebody who likes listening to our podcast, but knows zero about wrestling. So you don't need to worry about, um, you know, not knowing because I'll at least make things well aware. So first off on Saturday night, we have NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2. This is the second year in a row, obviously, that um, the NXT show has taken over Brooklyn. Uh, the takeover shows are like their pay-per-views, except for they don't happen once a month. They happen once every three months. And in that way, the shows always are, they're just, they're fantastic. I think even the worst takeover show would be in the, still in the top 50 pay-per-views of all time. Maybe not, like maybe that's probably a stretch, but, um, that just goes to show you that these takeover shows, they, they usually are pretty damn good and pretty well worth to go out of your way to watch. Um, it is both this and SummerSlam are on the WWE Network. Uh, it's only $10 for a month. Um, so, you know, I it's kind of hard for when I meet people who are just so stingent on not paying that because it really is not that much. Yes, it's $120 a year, but especially if, if there's so many good things coming out in one month, you might as well just, you know, buy a month's worth. So you can go to, I think you can go to Walmart and just buy a card, you know, for, I think even three months worth and, and just, you know, check these shows out. So if you don't have the network, I would highly recommend it to watch 
definitely the takeover show. Um, and then SummerSlam would be my number two pick. But anyway, NXT for WWE is their developmental brand uh, in Florida. What that means is they take wrestlers, people who know zero about wrestling, and they train them at the Performance Center in Orlando, or I think it's in Orlando. Um, they train them at the Performance Center, and then eventually you make it onto NXT which is like the television show for the developmentals. Um, but in the mix of the people who are, you know, developing how to wrestle, they also bring in a bunch of indie guys, guys who, you know, on the independent scenes, you know, people who aren't, you know, any promotion that's not WWE is almost technically an indie independent, you know, promotion. Um, and I know that that might seem a slap in the face to fans of TNA or, uh, Ring of Honor and I and like you know New Japan. I don't think any of those are a publicly traded company. So in that case, it is independent. You know, if it's one person fueling the money and money coming back, I, I'm probably wrong about that. Maybe Japan, New Japan Pro Wrestling is uh is not independent. But anyway, um, they take these wrestlers who also have been doing this for. 15 years and they mix them in and usually these guys are like fan favorites like people love these guys so then they bring those guys in to mix with the people who don't know too much about wrestling and it's this beautiful blend of characters and wrestling and it's so different from the product you could see for free on television they actually care about the fans and they care about storyline and they care about character development. And, you know, for years, if you were a guy in the independent circuit, let's say for right now, the NXT champion is Samoa Joe. He's been known as Samoa Joe since, since the early two thousands. Um, if Samoa Joe came into WWE like six years ago, they would have made him change his name. Like he, that, that name is everything to him. Um, probably not to him personally, maybe to him personally, but like that's, what he brings to the table. Like people know that name. It's, it's value. Um, they would have made him change his name to like, I don't know, Joe Schmo. Like that would have been his name. And then he, you know, he would have had to start from the ground level or at least level one. Um, so, and that's another thing. They have a lot of these wrestlers who have had names on the independent circuits. And for the most part, they let them come in with their names and their personas and let them wrestle. And it's, it's really cool. So, um, there, I'm going to go from the, the bottom up on the card. I will give some explanation when I can, and I'm just going to give you my predictions. First off, we have the debuting Ember Moon versus Billy Kay. It's kind of a rule. It's it's a like an unwritten rule in wrestling that when you're debuting, you kind of you kind of get the win. And we actually have two of those here on this card. So Ember Moon, first time the audience is going to see her, she's 100% getting the win. I, I I would be shocked if she lost. Um, you don't want your first introduction to be a loss. That's just, nope, you don't want to do that. So, um, you know, and also if you're a woman out there listening, NXT and the way it treats its women, I'm, it's just phenomenal. And I know that there are other wrestling promotions out there who have done it better for longer, but NXT's women division has always been top notch. So, um, even my girlfriend who she knows wrestling, she understands wrestling. She's watched it with me. She knows the characters. When I was showing her last year's NXT match, NXT takeover Brooklyn one had probably the greatest female match I've ever seen in, uh, Bailey versus Sasha Banks. Uh, and I remember showing her this and she, 
you know, eyes glued to the screen the entire time. Um, and it's just, it's that beautiful of a match. So I would go out of your way to check it out. Hey, if you buy a month of the network, you can go back and watch last year's TakeOver special. Um, so my, my, my vote is for Ember Moon there. Next, we have No Way Jose versus Austin Aries. Um, Austin Aries is going to win. I No Way Jose is a character that has this big fro haircut. He wears all white and he dances to the ring and his name is No Way Jose. Like, that's his name. It's not a nickname. It's just No Way Jose. Um, I, I, I just, I can't, I can't get behind the, the character. The name kills it for me. Uh, it doesn't even matter how good you are. If you were coming out to, um the name No Way Jose, like no matter <laughs> what you did for me, I would probably always hate that. Even if I started liking you, got to take a drink of coffee. But um, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not into the dancing characters. I, they don't offend me, but they're kind of a, a little annoying. They, I can usually kind of get by it. Uh, in this storyline, no way, what? No way, Jose. He's this big, fun dancing guy, and Austin Aries, who is a guy I, I mentioned before. He's somebody who I mentioned before as having a big name outside of WWE, and letting him, like, letting him come in with his name, and um, he is is a fucking fantastic wrestler. But he's also a great bad guy. So on one week of NXT, Jose started to try to dance next to him, and Austin Aries just beat the shit out of him. Uh, the next week, uh, to give him credit, No Way Jose cut a, a very good promo on um, being taken advantage of, you know, oh, he doesn't want my fun, and, you know, so that that's just kind of the angle of the match, is that No Way Jose wants to be a fun dancer, and Austin Aries is just being the rain on the parade, uh, and, and uh, you know, Austin Aries could be an NXT champion, I don't see No Way Jose being near any type of NXT gold. Maybe the tag team championships if he ever teams up with somebody interesting. Um, but I, I'm going to give the win to Austin Aries. Uh, you you got to at least have some heel win on the show, and I feel it's him. Um, next, we got a tag team match for the NXT Tag Team Championships. The Revival, Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder, who are the champions, versus Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Um the revival to explain their characters are these. Uh, just their T-shirt says "No flips, just fists." It's a pretty badass shirt. I'm not a fan of Scott Dawson, but I like Dash Wilder. And their whole gimmick is that they're just these old school, rough and tough wrestlers. Um, and you know they they're they're the bad guys, the heels. Heel means bad guy, face means good guy. And I'm not going to explain that again, so if you hear me say those, just pay attention. Um, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa last year were kind of strung together in this tag team classic, and they made a pretty damn good team, and they've been a team such since then. They were signed to NXT, and uh, they just had this incredible match on the Cruiserweight Classic, a another special WWE has in the network, kind of a tournament of cruiserweights uh, throughout the world. Um, they just had this amazing match against each other, and I think they're really getting the crowd behind them. I don't see them winning. Um, th this one could go 50-50 for me. I don't mind either way, and I can see the Revival retaining the titles and moving on either against Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa if that feud is continuing because it kind of just started. 
Um, so, and I can also see Gargano and, and uh, Tommaso taking the titles. And I saw Johnny Gargano before he was in NXT wrestling in um, in Massachusetts. Like amazing matches, and it's it's good. It's cool to see him on on television on on WWE under their watch. So, um, if I if I had to bet, I'm just gonna go with Gargano and Ciampa. But if the revival wins, I'm not gonna be shocked. Next, we have a. Uh, I can't say this guy's name. Um, Adrande Almas, uh, or Cien Almas, I guess is another name. He was known in the Indies as La Sombra. Uh, I don't know why he didn't get to keep his name. I guess it's just in value, or if some other company owns that name. He, I think he was wrestling under CMLL, uh, which is a uh, Lucha Libre organization. So they might own the La Sombra name. Oh, man. Try not to do any cuts on this. This is a one take. But he came in not too long ago. He's a newer guy. Um, normally, this is his first takeover match. Normally, I would probably go to him. But he's facing the debuting Bobby Roode, who is well-known for his time uh, in TNA Impact Wrestling. He was a multi-time TNA World Heavyweight Champion, TNA Tag Champion, one of the biggest names they have in NXT right now, and it's his first glorious match um, in NXT uh, in Brooklyn. He's winning. He's the heel. Um, Andrade, they tried to make him a face coming in, but everything he does just screams heel. He comes out in... White pants and suspenders and, like, a, a cocked-to-the-side hat. He looks like Lou Bega. And I've mentioned this. If you, I, I, There's comments out there under videos on YouTube where I'm just like, this guy, fucking guy looks, looks like Lou Bega. I can't cheer for him. Um, he comes dressing out like Lou Bega, and in the ring, he just does a lot of flashy moves, which are cool to look at, but for a face, you know, you it takes a long time um, to really build up if you're going to be a, a face, but you know, not, not all the time. Sometimes you can come out and people just want to cheer for you. But, uh, man, this guy just, it screams heel. So I think Bobby Roode beats him. And I, I think I see a heel turn. Um, even though Bobby Roode came in, he's, he's the heel, but I, I see a uh, Drande are uh, almost, um, I think he's going heel pretty, pretty soon. Uh, but yeah, Bobby Roode, hundred percent getting the win, go to Twitter and look up hashtag glorious bomb. It's pretty, uh, pretty phenomenal. Uh, it's his, his theme song is probably one of the best theme songs in wrestling right now. And there's a little, uh, a little thing that Gargano and Ciampa do with his theme song. Uh, they, they, it's almost like a photo bomb, but with, uh, with Bobby Roode. And I'm not going to explain that any further. Um, next we have a singles match for the NXT Women's Championship. We have Asuka, who is the champion versus Bailey. Uh, Bailey is a fun, hug-loving Girl with a pigtail comes out to wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube men and is easily one of the most popular characters they have in NXT. Um, she won the championship a year ago and then lost it to Asuka at the last takeover special or two before that. I think I think there was one where, where Asuka defended against Nia Jax, but um, and Asuka is just this bad ass woman from Asuka, Japan. Um, and her attire is almost like Bailey's always wear these bright, these bright colors, these 
these big colorful attires and Asuka has a similar look where she has a lot of colors and uh, cheetah print and uh, red red and green hair and and she is a machine in the ring so these two are going to have one hell of a match um, I think Bailey after semi debuting at the last WWE uh, I keep saying pay per view but network special battleground um, I think she's on the way out of NXT. I think she'll she's going to be called up to the main roster or called down. Little nod to the solid monster there. And uh, I see Asuka retaining the title. She hasn't lost. Let me just say, Asuka has never lost a match in NXT. So um, I I can't see them. There'd be really no point to put the title back on Bailey. She's very popular, but she's. She's closer to being called up than Asuka is And Asuka's undefeated So you just gotta go with that So I, I'm going with Asuka 100% But for the women I think that's gonna be the match of the night I think that's just gonna completely steal the show um, Then we have our NXT Championship match Samoa Joe, the champion Versus Shinsuke Nakamura This is a tough one Because just like Asuka Nakamura is undefeated uh, he debuted at the TakeOver special in Dallas uh, right before this year's WrestleMania. He is one of the most charismatic. And I, I didn't really fall for it when people were building him up. I, I'm going to make my own decisions when I see him. And it is true the way he carries himself. He carries himself as this star. He is a star. He was a huge star in Japan. He came over here. He's been on fire. He's literally one of the most popular wrestlers that the entire company has. Top 10, guaranteed. Um, and then you got Samoa Joe, the champion, who has been on fucking fire as a heel. He has been killing it. He's been amazing since champ being champion. He's the champion, the, the type of champion I like. Just that, that you know, gruff, brute, no bullshit, badass, you know, Brock Lesnar type of champion. Just, you know, little bit of a chicken shit here and there which is a classic heel tendency, like trying to get out of fighting somebody he knows is strong. Uh, I don't, you know, if I'm giving the win to Asuka here, now I know Samoa Joe is also closer to being called up than Nakamura is. Uh, man, my, my mind says Nakamura because he's going to be NXT champion eventually anyway, and Samoa Joe could be called up in the next month or two. But my gut is telling me Samoa Joe. I, I feel like he's going to do something. It's going to be some kind of shit finish where somebody, somebody, it's not going to be a clean win. Somebody is going to come out and, and there's going to be a no disqualification or something or, or somebody's going to knock down Nakamura or knock down Samoa Joe and, and the other, it's not, I don't feel like it's going to be a clean win. If Nakamura wins, it's not going to be clean. I feel like someone will come out. They'll hit Samoa Joe with something, some finishing move or a chair, and Nakamura gets the win. Or the other way around. I don't, I don't see Samoa Joe cleanly um, <clears throat> tapping out or pitting. Sorry. Burp there. Uh, Nakamura. I feel like someone's going to come out and screw him over. Um, and and uh, it could be with Hideo Itami. He came back a few weeks ago and is just kind of, he doesn't have a match at TakeOver and is kind of in the wings. So maybe he comes out and attacks Samoa Joe and, and gives Nakamura the win. So um, I am going to go Samoa Joe, and I'm going to say it's not going to be clean. That's that's my bet. And once again, it's a 50-50 for me. Either guy can win, and I'll be fine with that. 
Um, but I just, I feel like it's too obvious. Like with the Asuka and Bailey thing, it's too obvious to keep the title on Asuka. And I feel like with this match, it is too obvious to, to just give the title to Nakamura. Because um, when Samoa Joe won, they went against the obvious. They had the last, um, not the last takeover special, but they had a takeover special in, I think, January where everybody thought, oh, this is when Samoa Joe is going to beat Finn Balor, and he lost. He lost like three times to this guy. And then at a house show that I was at live in Massachusetts, um, and title changes don't happen April 21st, so after WrestleMania, um, there was a, a, in Lowell, Massachusetts, there was an NXT house show, which is, it's not televised. I guess they tape it for you know, for match reasons, but they, it's not like a, it's, it was in a very small venue. It's like something you would see an opera in. Um, and Samoa Joe beat him out of nowhere. And it's just an incredible night. And that goes against the obvious. So I just don't think all of a sudden Samoa Joe winning in this very random spot, he would lose in such an obvious way. So that's my predictions for NXT takeover. Now we're moving on to SummerSlam 2016. WWE's second biggest show of the year. It's easily the. Sometimes it can even be better than WrestleMania. WrestleMania is just this big smorgasbord of trying to fit as many people into the into the card that you can. You know the celebrities, the the big arena. SummerSlam is smaller than that, but it's usually just as big. So and this year's is no different. This year's got a lot of interesting stuff. So. We are going from the ground up once again to from bottom to top, uh, you know, explain things when I can. And if I don't feel like they need explanation, I won't say it. So first up, we got Carmella, Becky Lynch and Naomi versus Natalia and Alexa Bliss on a two and three handicap match. Um, this was supposed to include Eva Marie on the heel side of women. She got suspended for 30 days for her first violation of the wellness policy. Um, her boyfriend came out on Twitter and said people are going to be pissed when they find out she was suspended for. I'm going to say it's like probably weed. Uh, there have been a lot of suspensions lately, and I feel like marijuana is, is they're cutting down on that. So I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, I don't think even Marie's whole gimmick is that she doesn't want to wrestle anyway. So I, I don't think that she would be a factor in this match it would basically be, be a two it would basically be a two on three handicap match anyway so i think the heels are going over natalia and alexa bliss i think they're going to beat the three women there somehow they're going to screw over or they'll introduce a third partner somewhere and i think they got it um cesaro versus sheamus in a singles match it's a first match in the best of seven series uh best of seven Pretty self-explanatory, usually pretty exciting between two guys who can really go in the ring. I'm going to give this first win to Sheamus. He's looked like a fool the last few weeks to Cesaro. Um, they have this continuous storyline where they're trying to prove which guy is the best. Uh, whoever wins the best of seven is going to go on for a championship match on Raw. Um, for those that don't know, Raw and SmackDown are now separate brands, separate shows, separate you know cast of wrestlers. These guys are on Raw, so whoever wins this is going to be the number one contender for the WWE Universal Championship. Um, I think Sheamus got, is going to take the first win. Next, we have The Miz, who is the Intercontinental Champion, versus Apollo Crews. Um, 
I'm going to go with The Miz here. I don't think Apollo Crews is ready for a singles title. I don't think he's been built up. I don't like him particularly. I think he's a great wrestler. I think he's got a lot of great moves in the ring, but his character sucks. He has no character. Zero character for Apollo Crews. He has nothing for me. The Miz, on the other hand, loads of character, one of the best heels in the business because he actually gets booze, whereas other heels gets, you know, still get cheered. Um, and I, I think he's holding on to that title. I, I you know, I Apollo Crews could win. This could be their start of trying to push him, but um, I, I don't see The Miz losing here. Uh, you know, I just don't. So I'm going to go with The Miz. Uh, we got Enzo Amore and Big Cass versus Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens, also known as Jericho or Jericho, if you will. Um, story here is that Enzo is a big mouth talker. Jericho and Kevin Owens, big mouth talkers. They just kind of got in each other's nerves. Here's a tag match. Um, Enzo and Cass are the hometown heroes. They're right in in, in New York City. Uh, Chris Jericho is probably closer to his way out. So I think he'll eat the pin to, to big Cass. I, I feel like Enzo and Cass are taking it there for a SummerSlam match. I think they're winning. They're one of the most popular uh, groups in the company right now. So I'm going to go with them. Next up, we have The New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods versus uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson for the WWE Tag Team Championships. Um, all, you know, The New Day versus the club here. Um, Big E, I guess, is not going to be involved in the match. He had his testicles ruptured on an episode of Raw a few weeks back from the from the club, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, who now walk out as doctors. They come out in doctor lab coats and have, like, Big E's testicles in a jar. Um I'm going to go with the club. I think they're taking it. The New Day have been champions uh, in for a record amount of time, and they've kind of beaten everybody. And usually at these big shows, you kind of want to throw some curveballs in there. So, And usually it's Kofi Kingston and Big E when they do these tag matches. The New Day are made up of three guys, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, Big E. Um, and it's usually Kofi and Big E, so I think with Xavier in there, they're a bit weaker. And uh, I think the club will will take the, the, the gold. Next, we have um, the women's championship match. Sasha Banks, who is the champion, versus Charlotte. 100% going with Sasha Banks. She's one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. And she just won the title like three weeks ago. So there's no reason to give it back to Charlotte, who had an amazing run with the title. Not, you know, could have been booked in some ways a little better, but she had a, she had a great run. And I've heard she wants some time off, so I'm definitely 100% going with Sasha Banks. No need to talk about that anymore. Next, we got a title match for the U.S. title. Rusev, the champion, versus Roman Reigns. Um, I'm going to go with Rusev. He's the, the Bulgarian brute. Roman was on John Cena levels of protection, but he, he got popped with the wellness policy in July. Um, he's been back, so I... I Rusev's been fantastic with the U.S. title. He's been on fire, and I don't see them giving it up to Roman this early. Now, that being said, I think Rusev cheats, uh, beats Roman, or gets disqualified, and I think that's this feud is going to continue. I think by the end, Roman Reigns could take it. It's a possibility, but uh, I think for right now, Rusev is keeping that U.S. title. Uh, next, we got a singles match. John Cena versus AJ Styles. 
John Cena, the big dog on court, the the face of that company, the big the the big cheese, AJ Styles, the best wrestler in the world, arguably, easily in the top three. Um, he was the loner. He was like one of the best guys in the world to not sign over to WWE, and he wrestled in the early two thousands along with Samoa Joe and random. TV matches, like, I think two, one or two, and that was it. AJ Styles went to TNA, made a name for himself, went to New Japan Pro Wrestling, made a name for himself, came to WWE in the beginning of the year, and it's been kind of this weird year where when you're an outsider, they don't want to book you as strong because you're not, you know, quote-unquote, a WWE-made guy, you know? Like, WWE didn't create AJ Styles' name, his, his look, his logo. He got to keep his logo, so... He's an outsider to them, which is stupid because either way, this guy's in your company making you money. Um, but he's he's won some big matches. He's lost some big matches, but he's been heavily featured since coming in. Um, this is their third match. He won. He beat John Cena in the first match due to a fluke finish. John Cena won the second match. It was uh, him and Enzo and Cass versus AJ in the club, um, and AJ didn't eat the pin. This time, it's a complete singles match. No interruptions, no bullshit. AJ Styles is going over. There is no need for John Cena to win this match. He is he is a made man for the rest of his life. He does not need to beat guys who are going to be building themselves up. So I'm giving AJ Styles the win here. He's going to win clean. Um, I'm going to stay with the Styles Clash. I don't think the Phenomenal Forearm. Maybe that one, but who knows? We'll, we'll see what happens. Next, we have the championship match for SmackDown. Dean Ambrose, the champion, versus Dolph Ziggler. Got to go with Dean Ambrose here. Um, he's been the champion for, for two, two, three months now. Um, Dolph, they kind of threw in there out of nowhere last minute. And people love Dolph, but for the last two, two to three years, he's just been treated like shit. So he's not really a threatening contender to the title. I think he's had his last month has been one of the best months I would say in his career because um, they've just built him up and he's had these great promos and I would look him up on even just on WWE's YouTube channel, uh, the promos he's had against Dean Ambrose. Uh, they're making it seem good, but <clears throat> they're not going to they're not going to give it to Dolph. It, it's it's unfortunate, but I hope they continue with this buildup. They don't just after this match is done, forget that Ziggler exists again. I hope they just continue with building him up as, as some kind of serious threat, even to the Intercontinental title. But, um, you know, I, I, I think Dean is retaining here. Dean is their guy in SmackDown. Um, second to last, we have the, uh, the new WWE Universal Championship being debuted on Sunday. And we have Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. Finn Balor, of course, on big shows, comes out as the demon. Demon King comes out in this beautiful body paint where he looks like, a, you know, it's this demon look. Um, it's his first pay-per-view match on the main roster. He just came out of NXT. Um, I'm going to put my money on Finn Balor because the demon technically has never lost a match. Uh, Finn Balor has lost matches as himself, but the Demon has never lost a match, as far as I can think. And um, and it's his first time coming out to uh, as the Demon for a match on the main roster. You're not going to beat the Demon on the first night in the company. It just all of a sudden devalues it. Seth Rollins has been 
you know, cashed in money in the bank at WrestleMania, was the first guy to hold money, uh, the main title and uh, the U.S. title at the same time, beat John Cena at uh, last year's SummerSlam. Um, or was that the year before? I think it was last year's SummerSlam. Um, no, it wasn't. So, was it? Let me check. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, Seth Rollins. Yeah, Seth Rollins last year won John, beat John Cena for both titles. So he's he's a made guy. He doesn't need this win. Uh, he was the first round. He was the first draft pick to Raw. So it would make sense for him to win to be the guy to hold the titles. But I, I feel like Finn Balor is going to win with help from the club. I think it's going to be a double turn. Finn is the face. Seth Rollins is the heel. I feel like by the end of this match, that is going to change. Finn Balor will be the heel, and the club will have all of Raw's gold for the men that they that uh, they have um, uh, the tag titles and the Universal Championship. I forgot that uh, the United States was on Raw, so they won't have that. But uh, the club, each member, will have gold around their waist. That's uh, that's all that matters. And finally, the last match, the one, the main one on the card, Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton. Surprise, Brock Lesnar is going to win. Um, <laughs> Brock Lesnar, you know, what, what to say about him? He beat The Undertaker WrestleMania, defeated that streak. It's probably the most, you know, jaw-dropping win in wrestling history, and he hasn't lost since then. He's, he's steamrolled through every single person, and when he's in matches that he loses, it's always in triple threats, and, and he doesn't get pinned. So he's not losing. Randy Orton, you know, do you give that win to a guy who's once again already made? No. I think for somebody, whoever beats Brock Lesnar eventually is going to be a guy they're building up. Somebody like a Roman down the line. Somebody like a Dean Ambrose, possibly a Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. Guys like Cena and Orton, they don't need that win. So there's almost no point in talking about it. Randy Orton has no chance in hell. In winning that match, that's just it's it's sad. I love Randy Orton. I like how he's been coming back, but uh, but Brock Lesnar has that match. So that concludes my predictions for both NXT Takeover Brooklyn Two and SummerSlam 2016. Um, if you have any feedback at all, at all, message us on Facebook, message us on Twitter, send us an email, uh, beanholes at gmail.com. Like I said, once a month, I'm going to try to get uh, not just myself. If I have to, I'll do it myself, but I, I'd rather have somebody here to kind of bounce ideas and predictions off of uh, off of somebody maybe who even just disapproves of something I say. Try to get like a carousel of people in here, different people every month. Um, and, and who knows, maybe if I find somebody who is, is a consistent, maybe even Nate himself, then we'll keep doing that. Uh, and, and for future, they probably won't count as Beanholes episodes, maybe only for the big shows like SummerSlam and WrestleMania, they'll count as Beanholes episodes. So then even thinking about that, this week wasn't really a cheat other than there was no Nate. But um, thank you for listening to the Beanholes this week. Don't forget to catch us out next week, every uh, Thursday, Friday, podbean.com, iTunes, Stitcher, tune in, anywhere you can find your podcasting needs. So... Going out, my name's Eric Cormier, and just a reminder to keep on beaning. Eric and Nate.